This is an interesting combination of readings that we have this weekend at our Masses. After hearing them, a person might legitimately ask, what's the connection? How are these three passages related to one another? Are they related in any way at all? first text from Proverbs 31 concerns a wife, while the second from 1 Thessalonians 5 is clearly about the end of the world. How are they connected? Some of the husbands in the congregation might have an opinion about that, but fear not, ladies, I will not go there. And then we have this gospel text from Matthew 25 about used gifts and squandered gifts. How does that passage relate to the other two? Is it possible to find a common thread, a common theme that unites them all? Such was the problem I faced as I was preparing this homily. Thankfully, the answer finally came to me. It came to me in the form of an old saying and an old song. The old saying is carpe diem, which most of us know is Latin for seize the day. The song that I thought of was popular back in the late 1980s. I know I'm dating myself now. But it's called The Living Years. It was sung by a group known as Mike and the Mechanics. I don't even know if they're around anymore, but they were popular at the time. The song expresses the sadness and regret of a young man who had a less than perfect relationship with his dad, actually had a terrible relationship with his dad, and who missed the opportunity to make peace with his father. Listen to some of the words. Every generation blames the one before. And all of their frustrations come beating on your door. I know that I'm a prisoner to all my father held so dear. I know that I'm a hostage to all his hopes and fears. I just wish I could have told him in the living years. Crumpled bits of paper filled with imperfect thought. Stilted conversations. I'm afraid that's all we've got. You say you just don't see it. He says it's perfect sense. You just can't get agreement in this present tense. We all talk a different language, talking in defense. So we open up a quarrel between the present and the past. We only sacrifice the future. It's the bitterness that lasts. So don't yield to the fortunes you sometimes see as fate may have a new perspective on a different day. Say it loud, say it clear. You can listen as well as you hear. It's too late when we die to admit we don't see eye to eye. And then there's this final terribly sad verse. I wasn't there that morning when my father passed away. I didn't get to tell him all the things I had to say. I think I caught his spirit later that same year. I'm sure I heard his echo in my baby's newborn tears. I just wish I could have told him in the living years. That young man, my brothers and sisters, failed to seize the day. He didn't appreciate the gift that his father was in his life until his father was gone and it was too late. When one finds a worthy wife, the author of Proverbs tells us today, her value is far beyond pearls. Her husband has an unfailing prize. She brings him good and not evil all the days of her life. She reaches out her hands to the poor and extends her arms to the needy. 
Sadly, I have heard some husbands extol their wives in glowing terms like these, but only after their wives have died. When their wives were alive, you never would have known this was how they felt. And neither would their wives have known. Of course, in all fairness, the same can be said regarding some wives with respect to their deceased husbands. My mom used to have a lot of good sayings. One of the things she always told my sister and me is, do for others when they're alive. Don't make the mistake of waiting until they're gone. She was right. We're supposed to seize the day. We're supposed to seize the day and express our love, our thanks, our kindness, our gratitude to one another now. Meaning as soon as possible. We're to be mindful of the poor and needy now. We're to seek reconciliation with our enemies now. We're to seek our reconciliation with God and make a good confession if we need to now. We're to visit our sick relatives and friends now. Why? Because our, as our second reading reminds us, there may not be a tomorrow for us or anyone else for that matter. You yourself know, yourselves know, St. Paul says here, the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. The official day of the Lord will come at the end of time, we know that. But for those of us who don't survive until then, our own personal day of the Lord will occur the day we take our last breath on this earth. The Lord has given us many gifts, including the gift of time. As the man in today's Gospel parable gave sums of money to his three servants, here at last is the connection with the Gospel. The Lord expects us to seize the day and use these gifts for His honor and glory, for our neighbor's good, and to achieve reconciliation with Him and others. In this parable, it's interesting, the difference between the first two servants and the third is very simple and clear. The difference was the third guy thought it was enough to have the gift. He didn't think he had to use it. He found out he was wrong. The young man in that song, The Living Years, had opened his mouth and used his talents and gifts to achieve reconciliation with his father. His song would have had a very different ending, I'm sure of that. It would have had a happy ending. It would have concluded something like this. I wasn't there that morning when my father passed away. But I had already told him all the things I had to say. Saying I, I was sorry wasn't easy through the tears, but I'm so grateful that I told him in the living years. By the grace of God that we receive in today in the Holy Eucharist, may all of us in our lives seize the day.